What's up, everybody? This is The Greatest Show on Dirt, part two of today's episode of the MLB Hot Stove, because everything that's happened in baseball, I mean, there's so much information, we had to split it into two episodes. So this will end up being, I think, like 60 minutes of a recording, so... At this point, like I'm peaking, like my peak of creativity, I think I probably said nothing important after 10 minutes, but I'm doing my best. So thank you for tuning into the second part. For this second part of the episode, I do have Courtney with me. Hey, everybody. So she's back after, I guess it's been a few weeks since you've been on, so. It has. I've done a lot of touring, a lot of gigs on my own, so I haven't had time to really participate in the podcast, but I'm here. <laughs> That's perfect. Without further ado. Yes, and I have to say this. So she is coming with a segment later on called Courtney's Free Agent Predictions. Read them and weep, you filthy animal. So yes. inspired by Home Alone. <laughs> we love Home Alone. We just watched it, I think, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And like Marvin Harry, like that's how I felt about MLB free agency. Like MLB free agency was Kevin McAllister and I was Marver Harry getting the iron slammed in my face and it was just bad news. But I guess we'll jump into Shohei Otani. So early Friday morning, Mike Trout tweeted out the little emoji of the two eyes. Like the two eyeballs, like he was happy. Followed by a poop emoji? Not that. Literally just the eyes. (laughs) And so at that point, I knew that he wasn't talking about his wedding, but he was talking about Shohei Otani, who now is a Los Angeles angel. That's awesome. Um, And, you know, we're all pretty excited about it, including apparently Mike Trout. So I think we're going to spend a pretty, at least the beginning of this episode, kind of going over who Shohei Otani is. I mean, he's basically like... A lot of writers talked about him a little bit early on in the season, but at least for most fans, you could even be a pretty big baseball fan and not really know much about the guy. So I've kind of made some bullets just uh, really, I guess, just inform anyone who's listening what Shohei Otani's all about and really mo- what makes this guy so special. I imagine if I asked anybody how they would describe Shohei Otani right now, they would say the Japanese Babe Ruth because that's everything you've ever heard in the media. But what does that information really mean and why has this guy been so important and why is it such a big deal that the Los Angeles Angels now have him? Do you know anything, Courtney, about Shohei Otani yet? <laughs> no. Well, that's totally fine because I, I mean, barely I know, did either. Thank goodness I, know, I have Google. Well, I know a little bit. I know yeah. that he's young, right? Was only like 23. 23. He's only 23. Yep. I knew that because my birthday is February 3rd. So oh, I that's just, right. Okay. I just remembered his age by my birthday, so don't be impressed. I know that he is Japanese, mm-hmm. that he is 23, and that he's coming to MLB. That's a great start, <laughs> and no one could be more excited about it. I watched his... Um, oh, he pitches, it, right? He pitches and he pitches. He pitches and he's and a he good hits. hitter. I see. Yeah. I know that. It's all you have to know. And the Angels introduced him yesterday. They had a feed going on Facebook Live. And I couldn't be more excited to watch this guy play. You literally, to look at his mannerisms, he's so excited to be here to the point where, so he's 23 right now, which you had yep. mentioned. Now, if he had waited till he was 25, mm-hmm. he could have signed anywhere from a 200 to a $250 million contract. That's his contract now. <laughs> Good question. So since he's 23, he's still in like these international signing rules to where you sign him as rookies. So the most the Los Angeles Angels can give him as a sign-on bonus is, oh gosh, I have this number in here somewhere. I think it's like $3.2 million That's it? Is the most they can give him as a sign-on. No, I take that back. Two million three hundred fifteen thousand. Two point three million is the most he could get. So what? But how? So how long do they have him for then? Team control for six years. Six and for two point three million? No, what's his salary? <laughs> well, he'll, he's signing a minor league contract. So let me back up a little bit. This guy, he passed up. 
he wanted to play baseball in Major League Baseball so bad. All he's talked about is wanting to play and progress his game and get better and to do it with the world's best. Sure. Now, everyone knows, including him, that if he had waited till he was 25, that's what the payday would be. But he just couldn't wait, knowing that he would have to pass up this kind of money. But all he wants to do is play baseball. When he sent out his memo to every Major League Baseball team, all 30 of them, he... There's a series of questions. You know, he wanted to know about the team's player development, their mm-hmm. spring training facilities, um, injury management, how they, you know, how um, if players were to get injured, how they so would be So he was essentially like shopping that. them. He, he was shopping them, but he specifically said in his thing he didn't want to talk finances. Interesting. He had no interest in money. Is he well off? Throughout this whole process. Well, I mean, he played pro ball in Japan. He's not poor by any means. Right. But... I mean, you can ask if someone's well off versus like, oh, would you rather have two point three million, or if you knew you could wait two years, and have you like would get two hundred fifty million? million. Because in baseball, this money's guaranteed. This isn't football to where if you get hurt, like they don't have to pay you. This is guaranteed money. Right. So he would get that. Um, but the most he can get is two point three five. He's going to sign a minor league contract, and he'll play for the league minimum for three years, which is five hundred thousand dollars. Which is a significant amount of money, obviously, but, but nowhere but, near. Yeah, for you and me, but not yeah, for him. But I was blown away when I watched the press conference introducing him because he looks just so happy and so energetic to play. Maybe he's just really humble and just wants to play baseball. He wants... He... I feel like this is the best example of an athlete believing in himself and just having faith and really not thinking about anything else other than the love of the game because you had mentioned and I know you've got him in your notes about Jake Arrieta Mm -hmm. he's gonna sign with the team that's gonna pay him the most money and I guess that's not bad on Jake Arrieta right most athletes probably do that you will later yeah (laughs) but it's very refreshing to see a guy that just wants to play baseball right he picked the Los Angeles Angels and he shocked every baseball fan writer newscaster Everywhere the Angels because, were probably excited, huh? Well, yeah, of course the Angels were excited, but like you would have thought the Yankees were the early favorite, right? right? Because if you play in that big of a market, your endorsement deals are through the roof. You're on the biggest stage ever. You're essentially sure. going on Broadway to perform. Sure. But Shohei Otani, he picked a Civic Center in Anaheim, <laughs> California, right? Like, yeah. It's a much smaller market. I wonder if that has to do with like where he's from and how old people in Japan view baseball. Because aren't they, I mean, we talked about that earlier. Aren't they, like, super passionate well, about baseball? Well, they are, but, you know, I mean, people in America are. I mean, there are people there. I mean, I think Japan is seems to be, like, the national sport there is baseball. That's what I'm saying. So for maybe sure. they're just, like, super excited. But, how much do they get paid in Japan? Um, I'm not too sure, but he probably made, I mean, he's a millionaire. Right, so maybe... For sure, right now. But he would have made maybe a million bucks a year in our money, for sure. But I don't... I mean, Masahiro Tanaka signed a... a Masahiro Tanaka, pitcher for the Yankees, he makes about 22 million a year. And he waited. You Darvish waited, right? These are guys that wait. Um... He can get a payout, though, once his contract with the Angels is over, right? Or will that not... Well, they'll be... Well, his team control for six years, he'll make league minimum for three. And then I think after that, he'll be up for arbitration, which means his pay will go up. Right. But he still won't be a free agent for six. But, so to answer your question, and I like that, where you mentioned, like, why does he come over here, right? Mm -hmm. Why would Shohei Otani come? And I thought about that a little bit, and there are a few notes. There was a rumor, now I don't know if he really said this or not, that he wanted to be... A part of a team that didn't have like a Japanese superstar on it. So 
there was a rumor that he wouldn't want to go to maybe like L.A. <laughs> he wants to be the only. the Yankees. Well, kind of, but... And John Smoltz said on MLB Network today, he's shown with his decision-making, which, you know, throwing finances out. And, you know, when he turned down the Yankees, like, really quick, he's wanting to kind of pave his own way. And I feel like... Sure. The answer to the question of, like, why did he pick the Angels and why did he do it? And I think of a lot of it has to do with him wanting to pave his way. Okay, because he sort of, he really just wants to be his own player, and I don't. I really think he wanted to, yeah, forego the two hundred plus million, and come over here and play with the best. But I think he really has a desire to be the best and doesn't care about money. So out of all the major league baseball teams he could signed with, he signed with an Angels team mm-hmm. that's had a losing record for seven of the last eight years. <laughs> yeah, they haven't won a playoff game since two thousand nine, and they've only won one World Series. Maybe that's in the why. whole history of the team. Now, granted, they do have like the world's best player probably in Mike Trout, but that's all that they have. This team doesn't. Well, maybe have that's anything. why. He, maybe that's why he picked him because he was like, "Hey, I can really make an impact on this team." Yeah. Well, I read somewhere that he picked the Angels because he felt it was the best place to like attain his career goals and to reach that next level and develop his game. And this yeah. is sort of almost like. I hate to compare it to a different sport, but like LeBron James, like playing for the Cavs and coming back, right? Mm-hmm. He could have easily, which he did go to a different team. But I, what I'm trying to say is this: he's not taking the path that's like the easiest one to travel. Sure, but he's taking the one to where a guy that's got this love of baseball and wants to succeed, he's going to do it. And he recognizes that he's not going to do it on his own, right? I don't think that's what it's about. But he's making decision based on just. Kind of like finding himself, I guess, in the game. Sure. And developing, like, athletically, of course, but also personally, and realizes that the situation he's picked, it's not the easiest, it's probably one of the hardest he could do, but it's like, he's so wise beyond his years, like, he's a 23-year-old making decisions of, like, a guy that's 40 and finished the game, like, well, maybe I wish I would have done it like this, as opposed to signing with a big team that he could have just walked in and... I guess, signed with. Well, maybe he thinks he'll have the most impact on that team, and that team will have the most impact on his career, and that even though nothing will be handed to him and it'll be really hard, it'll have, like, the biggest intrinsic payout at the end if he ends up, you know, improving their team. Yeah, but someone who's, I mean, sports, right, such a beautiful thing when you get down to, like, the nitty-gritty of just, like, the competition and the fight. Sure. And... Like I can, I'm so excited to watch the Angels play next year for that reason, um, just for him to just fight for a title. I guess I don't, I don't know any other way to describe it other than it's just such a phenomenal story. If you're a, if you if you play sports and you're a competitor, like everyone kind of wants to go for the underdog and maybe not be a part of like the best teams or whatever. Yeah. And I think he's coming in just really want to show off his skill. And you've been a Mike Trout fan though too, so this is probably yeah. like icing on the cake. for Yeah, you. I mean Mike Trout's. I mean, his wins above replacement have already, I mean, he's 26 right now. Right. And he's got a better war than guys like Kirby Puckett, Tony Perez. I mean, he's, if he reti- if he retired or couldn't play baseball right now, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. And That's crazy. Out of all the years that he's played, he's won two MVPs, three runner-ups, six All-Star games in a row. It's he crazy. He seems like a nice guy, too. My child is. He gets married like in a week. Yeah. I yeah, and that. he was FaceTiming with Otani leading up to the thing or whatever. And, uh. Do they, wait, does he speak English? No, he has a translator with him, yeah. So they'd always work through a translator, but um, Mike Trout was like, you know, wishes he could have been in L.A., and Shohei was like, it's no big deal, man, like, you're getting married or whatever. Mm -hmm. And here's a funny story, because Shohei Otani has the best personality, and during the press conference yesterday, um, 
Otani wore number 11 when he was in Japan, and he sure. picks, and he's got 17 now. And so they asked him, like, you couldn't have number 11, why did you pick 17? And Shohei goes through his translator, well, I wanted 27, but someone already had it, which is Mike Trout's right. number. So I was cracking up. Um, okay, also, we'll keep going into the thing. Everyone, if you read anything that baseball writers have written or what scouts have said, they seem to think that Otani is a better pitcher than he is a hitter, okay. right? Like, teams are going to really want to use this guy as a pitcher because he throws 102 miles an hour. That 102 miles an hour, that's his top. When you look at starting major league pitchers, only two other guys have done that, Nathan Navaldi and Noah Syndergaard. Nobody throws this hard. His average fastball velocity, if you take his numbers and compare them to guys last year, he would have been second in the league, mm-hmm. right behind Luis Severino and Noah Syndergaard, who were tied for the lead on average fastball velocity. But his coach back for the Ham Fighters says that Otani's a better hitter and a more natural hitter than he is a pitcher. So when you read That's stuff and you say, oh, this guy throws 102, he's somehow going to pitch. Apparently, he's more of a natural hitter. His coach thinks so. That's crazy. Um, he th- He's a righty, so he throws heat right-handed, but he bats left-handed. He can hit for power, so he does throw for 102, but he can hit 500-foot home runs. How hard he hits, he... So he throws a baseball... He can throw a baseball as hard as the world as Chapman, probably at this point. Definitely can throw one as hard as Noah Syndergaard, if you're comparing to other stars. He can hit a baseball as hard as Judge and Stanton. That's insane. Baseball scouts have compared him <laughs> That's as... That's so insane. Yeah, baseball scouts have compared Shohei Otani as like a person and an athlete. They're like, personality-wise, he's like Derek Jeter. But his really? raw power, Giancarlo Stanton. That's how he was in if Japan. The, That's who he is. If could make a baby, it would be him. I, a Japanese I, I baby. I absolutely think so. <laughs> um, his last full season with the Ham Fighters, he batted three twenty two okay. and hit 22 home runs and was 10-4 and four with a buck 86. ERA. Dang, that's so unheard of. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the MVP that year. That was in 2016. He didn't play much in 17. He had ankle injury. Mm. So he missed a pretty good portion of it. Is he better now? It. Oh, yeah, he's finally ready to rock, for sure. Yeah, he's ready to play. Well, good for the Angels. I'm curious to see, like, I don't... Actually, I wonder I never, when he will play for the Angels. That's what I thought. I never yeah. thought... Well, I never thought to look up, like, what his schedule's going to be. Because fall league's over, so I don't know if he's going to go play winter ball somewhere, but... If I had to guess... How long will he be in the minors? Well, it might look something like it did with Chris Bryant in 2015. So he spent the first month of the year in the minors, Mm -hmm. but also when you do that, you get an extra year of team control when they do that. Oh, interesting. So then they get four years. Well, no, that six would turn into... Well, they get six total. Oh. Because when Chris Bryant came up in 2015, they didn't bring him up until like a month into the season, because if that first year, if they spent a certain amount of time in the minor leagues... You get an extra year of control. So is Chris Bryant still on a rookie contract too? Mm-hmm. He has big sponsorships so. though. Yeah, and the Cubs gave him like a million dollar bonus, I yeah. think, at the end of 2015, getting in 2016. Um, but it has been announced that the Angels GM and Mike Sosha both say that Otani will not play the outfield in 2017, but he will hit as a DH. So he's going to do both things, but he's probably not going to play the field at all. So on days when he DHs, poo holes who's had a healthy season last year and a healthy offseason is expected to play a lot more first base. And that's where you're going to get out of this guy. You essentially have the best player coming from Japan teaming up with the best player in Mike Trout. I, I can't I can't wait to see it. I think this is huge for baseball, first of all, because you've got Mike Trout, who plays all the way out west. You know, they play super late. And he doesn't quite get that attention. And again, this isn't about Mike Trout. To me, it's about baseball. Now you get... This much watch must watch baseball, and if Mike Trout's probably the best player that you know that we've seen since what like Mickey Mantle or something, right? 
you <laughs> yeah maybe you want to see the best player succeed on a really good team, and baseball is just going to be better for that because when Mike Trout's playing in meaningful games, the sport itself does well. I, I can't wait to see what happens. They say Otani's going to be kind of a top of the rotation guy for the Angels. That's awesome. And uh, to see him and Trout play, it's going to be some pretty fun stuff. That's awesome. Um, but otherwise, I guess. Um, We'll go into yours. All right, let's take a break and then we'll be back. Yes, with my, we'll be back with the greatest with my show under agent prediction. Yes. All right, we are back. Greatest show under. We just had to catch our breath, do some stretching. I did like fifty push-ups just now. <sighs> I'm out of breath, but either way, Courtney, he you've didn't. got some he goods ate, for us. He ate chocolate. <laughs> it's not. I, I, I didn't. I had, like, he didn't work out. What, he did, I, have what did I just eat down there? Like ten cookies and half a gallon of milk. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, a cookie exchange happens during the holidays, and I ate all the cookies. I've eaten like half a carrot cake. I'm. I'm getting out of control over here with the holiday sweets, but what can I say? Yeah, it was pretty bad. He I'm looks... going to call the dentist tomorrow. I'm going to need it. He looks a little pregnant as I we speak. Am. We're eating for two, baby. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about why we are really here, and it is my free agent predictions. <laughs> Read them and weep, you filthy animal. Bring it on. Brought to you by my really confusing brain. So, okay, let's start with... I've got five players here that I want to talk about. I've made some predictions. They're not too bold because in previous podcasts when I've made some bold predictions, they've gone terribly wrong. So I've kind of played it safe today. You can tell me what you think about them if you agree with me. But let's start with J.D. Martinez. So right off the bat, I think that he, I'll just say it now, will either go to Boston or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Who, do you, who are you leaning towards? Okay, I think the Red Sox are going to scoop him up, and here's why. So the Yankees have Giancarlo Stanton now, Yep. right? So between Stanton, Judge, yep. and Gary Sanchez, they have 144 home runs. The whole entire Boston Red Sox team last year who won the division hit 168 home runs. Yeah, they right? were they were last in the <laughs> They AL were dead last. In home runs. And next to last <laughs> in slugging. Yeah. So Scott Boris came out mm-hmm. um, saying that he wanted JD to get a two hundred ten yep. million dollar deal. He set the target, and at that point, I'm like, okay, Peter Pan. Like we all want to be like cowboys from like Texas or. What would they from say? Oakland. That's like asking for the moon before <laughs> settling for a star. That's is exactly that what, what it is, yeah. right? But now that now that if you're the Red Sox, right, and you're Dave mm-hmm. Dombrowski, mm-hmm. your rival has the two biggest, bestest, six foot six and six foot seven Adonis home run hitters <laughs> in the whole entire league. And listen to this, Stanton hit 59 last year. Sure. The Yankee Stadium is way more of a home run hitter's ballpark than he ever came from. Stanton could hit 60 next year. Well, I mean, JD is no uh, slouch. He hit 45. Okay, he hit 45. And listen, he hit 45 in about 119 games. His home run rate was right up there with Stanton's. The back half of the year post All Star break, if not maybe even a little better, mm-hmm. where like JD hit more home runs per at bat. So I think at this point JD could get his two hundred and ten mil because I look at it like this: if you're out the, of out of being desperate, out of the Red Sox being desperate. <laughs> yeah. Because if you look at it like this now, the Cardinals are going to make a charge for JD. They wanted Stanton, couldn't get him. The Cardinals are going to run after him. They're going to have to outspend the Cardinals. They're going to have to outspend every single team. And if you're the Red Sox, no matter what happens. You call Scott Boris and say, whatever his final offer is, give it to me because I'm always going to give you more. And at this point, J.D. Martinez is in a bidding war. The Red Sox are going to get him. And it's going to be like buying a house on buying a house in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right? So the, J.D. Martinez is the housing market. You got to get to him. You got to get to him quick. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he goes for over 210 mil. But at this point, no I way. would not be surprised if he signs for 210 because... 
I think they put. I think the they Red said Sox have no other choice. They said two ten. I think they said two ten, and then like giggled afterwards and said like LOL, but then it actually is coming true. Listen, like I can't believe it. But the but Boston has a really inexpensive outfield right now, don't they? Boston because they're, they're really good. young. Listen, they're good on payroll. Yeah, they're good on payroll, but also. J.D. Martinez might be worth what you pay him because if you – and I'm in the minority in this. I get it. But, listen, J.D. Martinez isn't Mike Trumbo, Mark Trumbo, right? He's not going to go out there and give you 40 home runs but bat 210. He's right. not Adam Dunn. This is a guy where if you go to baseball reference and look at his numbers, he'll bat 300 with 22 home runs, then 270 and 35 home runs. Right. So there was a clear correlation with, like, his home runs going up and his average going down. But what you saw last year – was a 300 hitter with 45 home runs. And he's right. at the point now where that batting average of home runs have met. And if you're the Red Sox, you've got to pay him. He might not get 210. Does he get upwards of 190? Would not be surprised. The Red Sox have to sign him no matter what. I think he goes for 185. I could see it. Absolutely. I think he'll get 185. And Scott Boris and J.D. Martinez are laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, but also I think, I mean, they're getting a good bat. They're getting oh, a bat yeah, that they yeah, for need. sure. But I really don't think that they thought he would go for close to what they were asking. I mean, I'm not. I really don't. I don't think I'm. I mean, am I crazy to say that this guy's, he, is he not worth 210? I don't think he's worth 210. I really don't. And I think that even Scott Boris doesn't think he's worth 210. I think that he literally was off was saying, hey, I'm putting a price tag on him for 210 in hopes of Getting maybe 170. How many years was that deal? Was that 10 or 8? I don't know. I'm going to say it was 7 or 8 years. Well, you know, he's 30 years and 111 days. So he's 30 and a half years old, basically, at this yeah. point. Um, he's not the best fielder. So fielding-wise, he's not going to be like a stud right fielder you're going to get. You know, it is nice that he did bat above 300 with 45 home runs. I mean, that's his next best year prior to that was... Uh, 282 with 38 home runs. If you look at his wins above replacement, um, I mean, last year he was two, three, under five. He had a five-win season in 2015. I mean, there's no doubt he isn't a good player, but I don't know. It's crazy because, like, with this stuff goes, I mean, Hayward got a huge, Jason Hayward got a huge contract, sure. and he doesn't. His value's low. I mean, he's good on defense, but it's all, he's a dead right. bad. You worry that you're going to get that with him, and, I mean, I feel like... My I mean, maybe, well, I guess if that's a risk, the Red Sox have to take. Maybe they have to take it. Yeah, my know. prediction's 185, Boston. What else you got on that list? Mm, I have you, Darvish. So, uh, for me, I think he lost a lot of his luster after the World Series performance. So, mm. I think his stock went down a little bit. Uh, I think that most of teams that are looking at him right now are looking for... Um, a solid pitcher, and they're looking at him for his strikeouts. So uh, I think that he's got a really high strikeout uh, percentage. And I think with the Cubs, prob- most likely losing Arietta, I-, I think we're like 99% on that. Even right? Theo said, oh, it was Joe Madden said, Jake's gone. Well, he's and so with Lackey and Jake gone, I, that opens up a lot of room on payroll. For the Cubs, so I'm I have you Darvish going to the Cubs because where did I write this down? Thirty two million dollars coming off the books with both of them leaving, which is okay. easily you Darvish's salary for the year. Oh yeah, yeah, you know that's a good point because yeah. um, who did the Cubs just sign? The Cubs just signed a starter. Didn't the Cubs just sign a starter? I have no idea. I would. I'm not gonna stop the broadcast, but <laughs> um. We should know that. <laughs> well, you should know that. You should I, be ashamed. I, I think I have this, like, safe somewhere. 
Um, I don't know where it's you at. You should be ashamed of yourself. Here's the... Th- I am. It's because I'm on the spot and the podcast is recording and I don't... I literally... As soon as I hit play on this thing, I lose all my words. So when I hit play, I'm like, baseball, <laughs> baseball, cookies, biscuits and gravy. Listen, okay, you Darvish, I like you Darvish. I was... I have you Darvish going to the Cubs. Listen, I was like a... All through... When you Darvish was the guy on the trading block, right? He was the number one guy you were supposed to take at the trade deadline. The Dodgers got him. Sure. I said, uh, until I was blue in the face, I was like, uh, as I was shoving cookies in my mouth, that you Darvish would be a bust, and he wouldn't win a playoff game. Well, he won a couple playoff games, right? But he didn't win a World Series game, so I wasn't too far off on that. Yeah. But you Darvish is a guy that's got six or seven pitches. And the way he pitched in Japan was he did his own game plan. Mm -hmm. So he'd go out there and do his own thing, and he found it really strange. And uh, he found it to be a difficult adjustment when he came to Major League Baseball. And his coaches were so on, they were so hands-on telling him what to do. Right, he didn't adjust well. And And he hasn't adjusted well to that. Now, he did like Rick Honeycutt with the Dodgers, so if he... He could possibly go back to the Dodgers. I don't know. But I feel like I was too hard on you, Darvish, because I think he's a victim of just... I'm not a victim of anything. I think it's still been a transition for him to adjust to the way that he's coached to the point where if... uh, Here's here's you, Darvish, right here. I'm going to sum it up in a sentence. If you sign you, Darvish, let him pitch his game. Sure. Just like Chris Basio did with Jake Arrieta when he got him from the Baltimore Orioles. Don't change him. Give him the ball and say, man, we want you. You do what's comfortable. You, <laughs> get it, pun intended. You, you do. <laughs> do what's comfortable and pitch your game. So right now, if you're talking like your top free agent pitchers are Alex Cobb, mm-hmm. who will probably be a Chicago Cub. Okay. But also, Jake Aaron and you Darvish. You Darvish is the guy you want. You Darvish at this point is going to be a better sign than what Arietta is. And I, I do, I really firmly believe if... Someone signs you, Darvish, and they let him pitch his game, and he okay, stays healthy all year. I think he'll win a Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Which what if he signs with an AL team or an NL team? If that pitching coach will let him do his thing, he'll win a Cy Young next year. Yeah, I don't care if he's in the AL or NL, he'll do it. And if the Cubs get him, he'll do I think it. the Cubs will get him because that brings me to my next point. I think that Arietta is leaving. So Jake Arietta is the my next victim on the list, and I have him. Going to the Texas Rangers. So, you know, Jake Arrieta isn't the pitcher that he used to be, right? He, people are saying that it's not like he's an underperforming pitcher. He just performed so well in 2015 that it was nearly impossible for him to kind of keep up those numbers, right? So his ERA doubled from 2015 from 177 to 353. Did you find the picture? <laughs> yes, Who I did. It? Listen, no. The Cubs signed Tyler Chatwood. Okay. From the Rockies. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he got absolutely slaughtered right. in Coors Field. Okay. He's got great road numbers. Great road numbers. Oh, let's silence this. Tyler Chatwood has... He, he'll be your, he could be your fifth starter. Okay. But sorry, keep going. But yeah, Arietta's numbers, they're the Goodyear blimp. They're inflating, kid. Yeah, and I... So, back to my point. 177 and 353... And his innings shrink from 229 to 168 in a third. So, if he stays here, he's a good pitcher. If he continues to kind of go in the direction that he's been going, I don't know. Um, is it his age? I mean, he's turning 32. Him and you, Darvish, are about the same age. He's had some injuries. Hamstring got him. 
so was it impossible? Are we expecting too much from Jake? I don't know. I think that the Texas Rangers need a rotation upgrade, and that's why he's going to Texas. Plus, he's a Texas guy. Yeah, I think Texas state. will give him the money that he wants. Uh, I think he could just slide into Texas and, and be really successful there and happier there. Uh, good riddance. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to miss Jake. Jake is... he. I think Jake Arrieta has a delivery that's hard to replicate. I do think baseball has gotten used to his delivery. Sure. And a lot of his pitches, and I think it also could have a lot to do with the change baseball. Um, his velocity's dropped. A lot of his pitches, like his cutters, they don't cut and break like they used to or should. A lot of the stuff that he has that used to really fool hitters, and now it's not. So with him, what makes me most nervous is I don't think it's his age or his health. I think now his stuff is just more predictable. Like when mm. Hideo Noble came in the big him. leagues and had a great like one or two years, and all of a sudden you figure the guy out, Troy. and you're like, oh, okay. So if you compare him to Arietta and you're like, oh, I could see Arietta going, and I would rather have you Darvish over that, I'd agree with that because you got two guys that are the same age, but who's a better pitcher and who's got better stuff? Right. Where if you're a pitching coach and you're like, Okay, which would I rather have to have right now? You're gonna take the guy with six, seven pitches. You Darvish makes you Darvish can make the ball spin. I mean, so can Arietta. Right. You Darvish just has more pitches, and I, I think he's got more potential. But with Arietta, you know, the age is a question mark. But he's also got a low odometer. Right. Sure. He was a late bloomer. So given his age, he's pitched a low amount of innings as and compared to other shape. guys that are his just age. In general, he is. That takes. That's a part one of this podcast I went on about Giancarlo Stanton, right? Because the Yankees are going to have him for 10 years. Sure. And anytime you sign a guy for 10 years, I mean, they're going to have him till he's 38 years old. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of worry about that. But Jake Arrieta's a lot like Giancarlo Stanton. You can sign these guys, and he's going to be 38 and look like he's 28 yeah, because he's he stays Pilates. in good shape. Yeah. The guy eats as much kale as I do biscuits and gravy. And right. it's, I mean, I don't like kale, so I don't do that sort of thing. Imagine now, what you but would look like eating kale. Look, I'd look like an idiot, first of all. No, no I'm saying because you look great physically <laughs> eating biscuits you, thank and gravy. You. I couldn't imagine what you'd look you. like. Thank you. We'll have to upload kale. some selfies after this. I'm exactly. so excited. Right, your, your beach um, rod. So um. I like Arietta <laughs> yeah. the Rangers. I could see him going to the Phillies because the Phillies oh. are bringing up a lot of prospects. I don't know if well, you'd want to be a Philly. Here's the thing. The Phillies are going to need a guy in their rotation to lead the younger part of their rotation. I don't see Jake, Jake would being, be that fill I don't in. see Jake being a number one pitcher. I see him being a solid number two. Honestly, that's probably even a little giving because a lot of people see him as more like a three. Oh, I, I see him as a two. I think the Phillies could sign him because I think he'd be a good clubhouse present to teach pitchers on like, I don't know, just pitching on a big stage, staying sure. healthy during the year. Stuff like that. Where else have I also heard him going? I've heard the whole Milwaukee thing because Milwaukee's in a similar situation. Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Milwaukee's <laughs> in a similar situation because, but Milwaukee's a lot closer to contending. And Milwaukee, I think, if you look at a team that's just about ready to contend in their division, the Brewers need him more than any other team. I think I got him going to Milwaukee I'm or maybe going St. Louis. To the Rangers. So. Okay, we'll take it. That's me. So moving on to my number four uh, agent prediction, free agent prediction. I'm going with uh, Mike Moustakis, and he is going, oh, I don't know. I have, I'm a toss-up here. So I have him in California, either with the Angels or San Francisco. (laughs) So I don't know who I'm leaning towards more. Um, He is right now... Probably uh, there's no other third baseman free agent out there that's giving him any type of competition. Um, 
He hit 38 home runs this past season, which was a franchise record for the Royals. So, I mean, that was pretty good. I think, I don't know. I have him either going to the Angels or San Francisco. What do you think? Okay, I am all in on him going to the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels are my official favorite second best team. Because, listen, and I'm no sort of bandwagon person. I love baseball. Sure. That's why we started the podcast. I love to watch baseball. I love to watch good stories. I love to watch, like, these historically great athletes play hard and play in meaningful games. Not only do I hope he goes to the Angels, but the Angels at this point, I mean, they're all in, right? They right. signed Justin Upton yeah, they're like, to a Let's big do it. deal, right? Yeah. Justin Upton's a power hitter. Yeah. He plays left field. So you got Upton, you got Otani, you got a healthy Trout who was injured a lot of the year, but yeah. posted his best OPS on base plus slugging of his career. And if he plays all of last year, he wins MVP and has a career year. Mike Trout will have a career year. Shohei Otani will play meaningful baseball. And Mike Moustakis needs to be an LA Angel. He's a West Coast guy. Yeah. The Angels got to make a move on this guy. Say they get him. If the Angels get him, I mean, they're going to be buying at the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. And they could, I mean, they could compete with the Astros for the division. I don't, that sounds crazy to say. Mike was injured I think for most happen. of the 2016 season, wasn't he? I think he was out. Not more. He missed six weeks. Oh, really? I thought it was a lot. Mm. I mean, well, six were pretty significant, but that's what he. What was it, a torn ACL? Oh, no, 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 no. Not Trout. No, no. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Mike Trout. I'm, I'm talking sorry. about the other Mike. Oh, Moustakis? Yeah. He was out most of 2016 with the torn ACL. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His yeah. right knee. Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know I'm that, pretty sure. You know that answer, not me. Yeah. yeah he was for sure. <laughs> it's not all about Mike Trout. I know, <laughs> I know you've got a big crush on him, but it's not all about Mike, Mike Le- Trout. But listen, you know, the, uh, I mean, I'm looking at this. I mean, I, who do they have? I'm trying to figure out who plays third base for the LA Angels. I don't know who it is, but yeah. it's not Mike Moustakis. I mean, it looks like they've probably used Luis Valbuena, Luis Valbuena at third, you know, Escobar at third. Caleb Coward at third. So you use some of those guys at third. Sure. So they don't have they? Like a consistent. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they don't have a 38 home run guy who broke Steve Balboni's record. Right. For the Royals of banging home runs. So, yeah. So he might be going to. We're Moustaka's Angels. I think he'll go there. I hope he goes there. Okay. I hope. The Giants could make a push on him. Yeah. I have, I have him going to California either way. Do you know Angels at this point, though, if you're Mike Moustakis and you see that Shohei Otani just went to the Angels, you're like, I'll go to the Angels. And maybe he I could be considered the other Mike. <laughs> exactly. And maybe That could be his Instagram name, and the maybe, other Mike. And maybe I give them a hometown discount because I want to be a part. Because he was part of the Royals, one of those teams. I don't think he doesn't want to go to a winner. And when you're going to play with the best player in Japan and the best player in the United States. Sure. And you can do that. Sure. I mean... You can pay me a little less to do that role. Right. I think you could. You pay me a little less living in California, too. I mean, that's just nice. That's just like a oh, bonus. You right? asked me, Anaheim is 28 miles from L.A. Oh, okay. I was wondering. Because mm. now they're considered the Los Angeles They Angels. are considered the Los Angeles and so, Angels. Even though they play in Anaheim, yeah, California. Yeah, they do. But it helps them with the market and all that stuff. They get more TV money and stuff like that. Right. So. That's interesting. Basically, it helps them afford Mike Trout when he's a free agent in 2020. We'll take it, man. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, and for my fifth and final person that I would like to talk about is Lorenzo Cain. How much do you know about Lorenzo Cain? Oh, I have no He's a center fielder. Okay, so two years ago. I don't know where he goes. He was coming off a third-place finish in the AL MVP voting and after helping the Royals win their first World Series in 30 years, right? Yep. So at that point... <laughs> Unfortunate that he wasn't a free agent then, because at that point, he could have named his price in the market. Mm -hmm. He could have gone anywhere, right? 
Now it's a little more risky. He is a center fielder. He's 32, 32. That's like our lucky number here, right? He's still strong, but doesn't rank against the most elite. Um, he had a, he played a career high of 155 games and put up, and I don't know what that is. I know you try to explain it to me on base plus oh, oh, what was his OPS? 803. That's good. Um. I'll take it for him in his position. Which I've read will get the attention of the Mariners because their center fielders were the majors lowest. Oh, were they really? Yes. Okay. So I have him going to Seattle. Oh, that Seattle just got D Gordon like two days ago. Really? But that still doesn't mean that they wouldn't do it. So where do you have him going then? Uh, okay, I I think he could go to Seattle. Jerry Depoto. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the Seattle GM. He's got his own podcast. He's <laughs> really? Our, he's our competition. So mm-hmm. let's not mention his name anymore. Right. We'll have to. Um, we don't. Out. We don't give away any free publicity on this show. <laughs> I really like doing this podcast. I'm so glad you're on tonight. Thank you. Um, Seattle's making big moves. So they just picked up D Gordon. D Gordon's going to go out to center. Sure. Um, this would be huge for the Mariners because I mean they've got Gene Segura, Robinson Cano at second, mm-hmm. D Gordon now, Corey Seager's brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his name's Kyle, just in case no, you wonder. Just call him the other Seager. <laughs> just call him Corey Seager's brother. Wasn't that his nickname? <laughs> on his jersey, on his Corey's jersey? brother. Yeah, Corey's brother. Yeah, when they had that weekend, um, when they had the players weekend. That's so funny. That was such a good I, I haven't read much up on this. I don't. On Lorenzo Cain, I get. I threw know you if a, my oh. Google machine. I threw you a curveball on this one. I'm on. You know, I'll take your advice on this. I know. He can play anywhere in the outfield. Yeah. He's mostly a center fielder, though. And he's away. He's a really good center fielder. Where he's going to go, I have no idea. Well, let's go over this, right? So if you're... What are teams that are close to contending? The Cardinals. Mm -hmm. So the Cardinals have been rumored to want to shop Dexter Fowler. Okay. Which is bonkers because they just signed him to a five-year, $82 million contract last year. But you can move Dexter Fowler over if you want to put Lorenzo Cain out there. I think Dexter Fowler... He missed a big part of last year, but would have set a career high in home runs sure. if he had played the whole year. So if you have Dexter Fowler to a corner, because if you're the Cardinals, you got bad offense from Randall Gritchick, who's not expected to come back. And Stephen Piscotty was even sitting down to AAA at one point of the year. He did not have a good year. Cardinals could move on Lorenzo Kane. Other divisions, you know, I don't think anyone in the AL East takes him. Um... Possibly the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants have a really big, weird outfield, and Denard Spain is not the center fielder he was. And I could see him going to the Giants, and the Giants could afford him. Giants could pay him. I could see that. Um, I didn't think about that, but I could see that. Yeah, could for sure. Um, I don't know. Others. I, I didn't have that written down though. I tw- only have the Seattle Mariners. I'm just so. trying to guess. The Twins <laughs> and the Brewers, I think, have their center field situation. We'll say we'll go with your Mariners, and then I'll say possibly the Cardinals oh, or what team did I just say that I forgot about? The. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the greatest show on dirt, guys. We, we're, I just we, zoned out. You, the, the, the viewers know what I've. Oh, I said the Giants. There you go. The Giants. I'm gonna go there. It's okay to the Giants. This is the greatest show on dirt. Are we done? Or are we still gonna go? I think we're done. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead I have, and I have um, online shopping to get back. To. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna go ahead Merry and end this car wreck right now. We're gonna stop beating the horse. This is Courtney. I am Courtney. <laughs> This is Courtney. I am Quentin. This is Co- I am Courtney. This is Courtney. I'm with my host, Quentin. And thanks for listening. We'll get this uploaded now. And we'll catch you guys next time. See you later.